everybody on my way to Rowan College today. Over 100 police officers taking our two-day proactive control, becoming a street smart cop course this morning. Getting really good, um, pumped up, running all the stuff through my head. What we do today? Who's coming? We have a lot of a lot of very administrative, heavy attendance today. Very excited for that. Uh, but you know, as I drive, I think and um, just driving on the turnpike and thinking about interdiction and thinking about you know. Just what makes interdiction officers tick? Why does it become such an addicting game? How do I see things that other people don't? How do other people see things that I don't? And really, to try to piece it together in a very simple, simple explanation for everybody in this room, it's this. Interdiction is a puzzle in a game that not everybody can play and it's not an easy game to play when you can start putting the puzzle pieces together and figure out what's going on you can start winning the game and then the game becomes easier and easier right that's that's really how it is i i, I often find it funny or humorous how people just take this job and i can understand that there's outside forces that make you feel you know like it's just not worth it and the worst thing is, is that's at the cost of the public. That's the cost of victims. And we sit here, we talk about all the things uh, regarding interdiction that maybe some people don't like. Drugs and guns, not the things that we do. But, you know, like there's every interdiction officer has a story of when they've actually literally directly saved somebody's life. Uh, when I had Rob Ferrero in the office yesterday after I talked last, it switch around here. Here's one. Let's hit um, he brought up a, a story about one of T.J. Cullen, who's a very, very good friend of ours at Trapvine. He brought up a story about how T.J. had been working hotel motel interdiction and noticed a man who was acting strange when they saw them, began to investigate them and found it was a uh, retired NYPD detective who was sex trafficking a 13-year-old. And I think to myself, how do these people have the fucking audacity to come and poo-poo or say anything negative about the things that we teach, the stuff that essentially has the most impact in the world. And I think about all the police officers that go out and ignore these things and don't pay attention and at, at the cost of so many people. And you know what? Like, it just comes down to it's more than just you at this job. Like, it's more than just you're having a bad day. Like, people are... You're the last line. People are relying on you to know these things. The other thing that sparked this conversation is, is like I'm sitting on the, I'm driving the turnpike and I'm like, man, simple, simple, in, in, you know, simple stuff to do. If you couldn't figure it out, you could just put some puzzle pieces together, taking our training, you know, jiving with Rob last night. Guys, I mean, these guys know so fucking much. They're just so good at this game. Um, like Ferrero is constantly figuring things out. When he when when his class comes out, it's going to be so inherently unique. Like it's going to be amazing for everybody. To, it's just the things he's saying. I'm like, fuck, I never thought of that. But even like the turnpike, right? I'm driving on the turnpike. I'm thinking like, if you just spent time at a very minimum. I mean, there's a lot of 
interdiction factors to consider. There's a lot of things that go on, indicators. But if you just began to consider rental vehicles, right? Let's say that's it. Rental vehicles, one to two occupants, and maybe coupled along with just another factor or two, your success level would be higher than most people. Uh, 99% of cops, your successful level at interdiction, just on that tweak alone. Now, when you can see everything going on, a lot of things, you can spot cars with traps, you can see behaviors, you realize those behaviors are associated with, um, you know, in addition to having a rental car with one or two people and they're from out of state and, um, you know, knowing how to use the LPAR systems and, and figured out plate hits. And Rob's going to talk about in his class how to use Carfax and he find people who like, are like, you know, we've been around the area for two hours. Uh, we just drove from here and here. And then he's got people getting car, ch- you know, like oil changes in seven states away two days earlier. There's just so many things to know. And uh, it's a fun fun game but it's more than just a game and you know it can be impactful you just never know what you're going to run into and i think about that i think about all the people that have something to say about this kind of police work and i hear it from these guys and girls who get shut down constantly by these people who say call the dog we're not calling for dogs here we're not doing this we're not doing that that's not the kind of place this is you want to go play those goddamn games go somewhere else i just think yo how fucking unfair is that to everybody else not only to the police officer but when you start doing that to cops what about that 13 year old you know what i'm saying like what happened to that 13 year old girl who would have been put through and i don't know the whole details of it but like that's what i thought about like man first thing there was all these fucking people that that don't let cops go out and and be cops especially the talented ones go out and, and stop these things from happening and I think it's okay. It's crazy to me. So don't forget what your purpose is as a police officer. Don't forget to open your mouth, live outside of your comfort zone, have a little audacity, and look into things when things don't seem right. It can start with a handshake. That's all it takes. It's just a handshake to figure out what the fuck is going on. You just never know what you're going to find. Several stories. It's just too long to tell for this clip we do before I get to college and teach this morning. Just don't forget that. Don't forget what you're... What, what you said you're going to do and what you're going to do. And for the people who are watching this, who are in this group, because I know there's people in this group who don't like what we do. Your coworkers tell me, I know you're watching these videos and it's easy for you to sit at something like this and go, Oh, there's fucking God. That's what we expect from people like you. We know that the winners know how the losers behave. It's the winners. It's the winner's circle folks. It's the winner's group. If you're in here, you're looking to learn. You're a winner. Losers will cast mud in judgment and they'll give you a hard time. And God forbid when they get promoted, it's just about the goddamn worst thing that's ever happened in the world. We know who you are. We, you know who you are. You can sit in here and try to mock the things that are being talked about. Then I think about TJ's job and all the jobs he has. The guy's a legend, clearly. But a 13-year-old, he picked off from being sex trafficked. If it was your daughter, think about that. What would you want cops to be doing? You ever think about that? It's all good till it's your family member that, that needed rescuing. And you're thankful that somebody was good enough to go out there and catch on to something. How many people could have been saved? How many things could have been interdicted if we had good administrations, good coworkers, and support 
for good police work. And people didn't poo-poo it because of insecurities. So with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoy your day. Deep discussion this morning. Just how I think about things. It's how I see things. Why my purpose is what it is. And I'm holding up the phone, passing a police car. Hopefully I'm going to pull over. All right, cool. Hey, it's All right, see you guys later.